Hi guys, welcome to episode eight of season four. We are still in season four, even though we had a long hiatus. Welcome back. I am glad to be back behind the microphone. I hope you guys have had a fantastic summer. Mine has been a little nutty, but I'm excited today to dive into that second part of what we were talking about in the last episode, how to get the family involved in the kitchen. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested, because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life one step at a time. Let's do this together. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that I have quite a mess over my shoulder there. You can't even see what's on the other side of the room. Part of the reason I've had a hiatus, it's just a small part, honestly, is that I have been in the process of moving offices. Some of you might know if you've been following the podcast for a while, I have mentioned in the past that I will often record my podcast at my office away from home. Things have been crazy over there. Um, I've shared a few times that I actually have three different jobs. Not only am I a content creator and author, but I'm a marketing manager for the Prairie Homestead and I am an assistant for the pastors at my local church. I love all three jobs. Absolutely love them. My job at the church has been crazy because we have been fundraising and working hard at moving into a new building. We need it desperately. Um, but walls literally have been torn down. Construction is going crazy and there is no place for me to have a desk there even. So I have lots of stuff. I boxed up, moved here. I'm trying to get resituated, but all of that has nothing to do with getting your family involved in the kitchen. So if you want to know more about that job, my church, et cetera, I'll leave a link in the comments with some more information because it's all kind of an interesting story. What's been going on over there. Okay. So how do you get the family motivated to help in the kitchen? Because real food, we all know. It's not a walk in the park to prepare a meal from scratch. I will never deny it makes, it takes a little bit of effort. And if you can get folks to come alongside you and help you in the process, it makes a world of difference. The last episode, we talked a lot about young kids, how to get young kids excited about being in the kitchen, how to help them see the value in it, how to help them desire it. And let's face it, if there's something slightly difficult, whether it's a chore or some facet of life that you want a child to get used to, that you want to motivate a child in that area, it is always going to be easier when they're younger. I mean, even like cleaning the toilet is exciting to a young child who sees it as, I'm going to do what mommy does. I'm going to be like the big kids, right? And the older they get, harder it sometimes is to convince them things that aren't so appealing are worthwhile. My thought process was always that I wanted them to enjoy their time in the kitchen. I personally have never really enjoyed cleaning up. 
And my assumption was that it would kind of hinder their love of being in the kitchen if they were forced to do the part that wasn't fun. Um, What I didn't think about way back then, by the way, is that some kids actually really love cleaning up. So, you know, if you have a kid that it would give them great joy to make the kitchen spotless, then by all means, go for it. Um, but typically a young child only has a certain amount of attention span. And if you want them to focus on the food and preparing it, they're probably not going to stick with you to get the kitchen spotless to the end. But as they get older, of course, they have to understand the value of cleaning up the mess, right? But I still didn't want the drudgery to be attached to the aspect of preparing the food. I really wanted to make an effort to make it a fun challenge to learn new things in the kitchen. And I decided long ago that I would separate the prep (laughs) as I knocked the mic. I always have to talk with my hands. I I think I'd really have trouble talking if somebody like told me I couldn't use my hands. But anyway, sometimes it means I knock the mic. Okay. Um, separating the food preparation from the cleanup. I wanted to be seen as two different things. So the cleanup of the kitchen became a regular chore on the chore charts. Every girl had their own responsibility and every week there were four girls and every week they had a different section of the house that they were responsible for keeping tidy. So once every four weeks, each girl was responsible for keeping the kitchen tidy. So the other three weeks, it wasn't even a thought in her head, you know, but on the week that was her week, then she had to focus on keeping the kitchen clean. But it seemed to work at helping the girls separate the drudgery from the joy of food prep. Um, But I also knew that food is, like I said, it's always going to be a challenge, especially if you're like learning something new, a new recipe, a new way of doing something in the kitchen. So I actually made a challenge out of it. In the summer, we had different sorts of challenges. Um, They had physical exercise challenges. They had reading challenges. And when they were old enough, they had food prep challenges. And of course I made it an exciting challenge. Of course, there was always some really exciting prize. And usually I'm trying to remember, I think the things were all kind of interlinked. Like you didn't get a prize just for doing the kitchen thing. Like you had to do all the things and then you had some big prize and you could decide to do this. However, it would work for your family. It can be little prizes once a week. It can be a big thing at the end of the summer if they do X, Y, and Z, but it's kind of fun to, to make some food challenges for the kids in the beginning. It's harder for you. It's harder work for sure. Just like we talked about last episode with young kids and teaching them to enjoy being in the kitchen. It's always harder in the beginning, but trust me, it will pay off in the end. Long-term, have long vision on this one. (laughs) But um, the challenges would of course be more complicated for the older kids. And 
they would get a little more complicated as the summer went on. So maybe in the beginning, like they could pick a special dessert because who doesn't like making cookies or brownies, right? So they could pick a special dessert that they wanted to make. And that's the other thing. They always got to pick. It was always their choice. And it was kind of interesting to see the process of how they chose because often it would start off as, well, this is what I want to eat, right? And then they'd go and look up the recipe and they'd they'd see what it entailed. And sometimes they'd be like, mm, no, I'm going to go for something easier. <laughs> but it was always their choice. So it might start off with, pick a dessert. Tonight, you're responsible for dessert. And then it could move up to a main dish. So next week, you know, what main dish do you want to make? I'll do the sides. I'll take care of everything else. But what main dish do you want to make? And then it did work its way up over the summers when they were ready. And which I don't remember, I never had a certain age. Like I just knew when the girl was ready that summer that, okay, this summer is part of your challenge is to make the entire meal for the family from beginning to end, like everything without mom. And boy, did they take it to heart and they had a lot of fun with it. Now there are some warnings I will give you. I will warn you if you decide to do some sort of a challenge for the kids, um, first of all, keep it age appropriate. I use the word challenge lightly. I mean, really don't make it hard for them, make it easy, make it fun. And also never feel like, oh, it has to be them doing it. Cause that's part of the challenge. Always hop in there and help anytime. If they're looking discouraged, of course, if they come to you and say, could you help? You know, whatever. You'll know, you know, your kid, I know some kids might say that when they really don't need help at all. And you'll know, if you feel that they're at all intimidated or discouraged, hop in for sure. Help in any way they need it. Um, make sure they always have what they need, right? Like plan ahead, which is kind of fun. And they learn the process of planning meals too. If they want to, they can go with you to the store to get whatever's needed. If they don't, that's cool. Mom will make sure you have everything you need, right? including the appliances, make sure things are working, make sure they know how to use the appliances. Um, in fact, I was just thinking I had some great specials on appliances, but I'm running through my brain really quickly. Do I have any currents? No, I don't have a current special on any of my favorite appliances that I could think of, but always go to solelyrested.com slash coupons. If you're wondering, if you're looking at splurging on some exciting thing I've mentioned that I tell you I love and you think, you know, it's time to get one of those, always check first. solelyrested.com slash coupons or reach out to me over on Instagram. And I'm happy, happy if I ever have a current coupon to of course share that with you, but having good appliances that work, that they know where they are and they know how to use them makes a huge difference. Also final warning on this whole idea of if you're going to give your kids a challenge in the kitchen, don't ever give them any response from you other than praise and excitement. Don't let them see you stress. Don't let them see you worried that they're making a mess or that it's going to turn out awful or that they forgot some ingredient for sure. Don't do it. Let them have fun doing it. Let them take responsibility and do not add any negativity. I say this because that is something I've always struggled with at not intending to, but adding negativity to the situation. So don't do it. Stay positive, have joy, be excited. And unless they want to do it, 
you do the cleanup if they're doing all of the food prep. Um, and realize, of course, that this may be something that not every kid gets into, right? Some kids, it really might be a challenge and they're doing it just because they want the reward at the end of the week or the end of the summer, and they might never enjoy it. But if you just have one kid that falls in love with it or that enjoys it or that doesn't mind it at least, (laughs) then you have twice the amount of people in the kitchen that you did before when it's time to dive into a new recipe, making a hard meal, whatever it is, you have that one child that has come alongside you and is eager to be in the kitchen. So it's okay if it's not all of them. If it's just one, it's not only really helpful to you, but it's so enjoyable, isn't it? To have a common ground And I'm not just thinking about food preparation. I'm thinking about anything, any activity that you like to do, reading, any certain exercise, any way you like to spend your free time, any particular chore that you're responsible for, whatever it is. If you have a child in the family that really enjoys that thing and that comes along and hangs out with you or is by your side when you're doing it, oh gosh, it makes things so much better, doesn't it? Oops. (laughs) you're watching on YouTube, you know what I'm doing there. (laughs) Um, anyway, it really does. So it's worth it. I want to pause for a second before finishing up this episode, talking about spouses and how to motivate, encourage them to help. Before we get into that, I want to take a second to tell you about the sponsor for the rest of this series, True Leaf is my favorite go-to for so many things. I know I've talked about them a lot because seriously, I go to them a lot um, for not only seeds, but other things like um, storage lids, storage options for food, like in bulk, um, fermenting kits. I love their fermenting kit. I was just thinking yesterday, I have three of them and I was just thinking, I need to get another set because I really want to be doing more things than I'm waiting on that kit to ferment some dilly beans or to do some. So anyway, I was just thinking yesterday, I need to get some more of those. Love those fermenting kits. And I love their sprout garden. Um, I have not grown sprouts all summer because I really love them in the winter when I need food that's fresh and I really miss the garden. Um, but anyway, true leaf is my source for all of the above, but Here's what I want to tell you. And I'm going to be telling you kind of in bits each episode about my cover crop situation. I have never grown cover crops. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen my garden a lot this summer. You know that I've had a lot of challenges with the garden. And I got to the point that number one, I did a soil test. And number two, I realized I needed a cover crop this year. I'm feeling really intimidated by it. I have my seeds. I got them from True Leaf. Um, They helped me figure out what seeds were best for my soil inadequacies. So next episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that. And as I work through the process of getting the garden ready and planting the cover crop, I'll keep you updated as we go with these podcast episodes. In the meantime, if you're interested in knowing more about cover crops, finding out more of what True Leaf has, or using my special code that they have offered 
just for you guys, go over to solelyrested.com slash seeds and you'll find your links there. Okay. So how do you get a spouse to help in the kitchen? For some of you, this might not be an issue. For some of you, you might have spouses who have always loved to help. Um, I think in most cases though, that's unusual from a lot of my friends and people that I know in my situation, it's not common. So is there something you can do to motivate them to help when you need help in the kitchen? On one hand, I would say it comes down to as simple as asking, but there are a few things I'd recommend. If you know you're making a big meal in the next few days and you know that the kids are going to be busy with studying or practices or you know whatever the case, you know that it's just you making this meal and you really want to it not to be too much of a labor effort, right? Or maybe maybe you're having company and you know that the kids aren't available to help or the kids are too young to really help or whatever the case prepare ahead of time, think ahead and ask him, at least if he's a personality like Bill, if he wants things figured out ahead of time, um, just ask, just say, you know, Friday night, Jim and Sue are coming over and the family and I would love it. Do you think you can get home, you know, right at five because I'm going to have the meat marinated, but if you could get the grill on, And if you could help me chop, you know, whatever, that would be so awesome because then when they arrive at six, it'll all be ready. If you prepare them ahead of time, that helps so much, I think. And then remind him, don't remind him in an annoying way, like make sure you're home by five, but Hey, I'm excited that you're home by five tomorrow because I'm really excited for your help. Thanks so much for being willing, you know, to make sure you get out of work if you can and get home. That would be really awesome. Also sometimes on the spur of the moment, you know, you just, you're feeling like this is drudgery and you're feeling like, darn, I have an hour's worth ahead of me of cleanup in the kitchen. And, and he's in the other room. Flattery never hurts guys. I mean, tell him just outright tell him, you know what? I would love it if you could help me tonight with this, because I would love to put on some music, or I'd love to put on podcasts that both of you like listening to. And could you kind of roll up your sleeves and help me? Cause it would be great. It would mean a lot to me. Or sometimes it's helpful to say, you know what? I would love to do X, Y, or Z with you this evening. If you could help me with dinner prep, it'll go so much faster and we'll have more time this evening. And we could sit down and do that. And I know for both Bill and I, that motivation makes a huge difference. Um, but I also want to say, Sometimes for me, it's just a matter of biting my tongue. I'm feeling cranky about the final preparations I'm doing or how long it's taking to chop this or that, or I look at the clock and I'm discouraged because I thought I'd be further along than I am. And I know that Bill is just maybe sitting down and watching the news and I'm feeling kind of cranky. Sometimes it's really just an attitude change. It's really just reminding myself, okay, I had my downtime a little earlier today, I had that 20 minute walk or I had that 10 minute long shower or whatever it was, you know, while he was doing X or Z or taking care of kids or while he was walking the dog or whatever the case is. Um, so remind yourself that 
different parts of the day were different than right now. And right now is your go time. Might not be his go time. Might be his downtime, right? But also remind yourself that you guys complement each other. And I don't mean with an I, I mean with an E. You complement each other. And I mean, honestly, that's the way God designed it. That's why he gives us specific roles that are specific to our gender. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's wonderful. Um, but for Bill and I, there are certain things that I either have no desire to ever do, or I literally physically can't do that he does. Some of them he enjoys doing. Some of them he hates doing, I'm pretty sure, but he never tells me, gosh, I hate doing this. He does it. So I try not to say, gosh, I hate standing here chopping this particular vegetable because it takes me forever. You know, <laughs> I remind myself that wait, we are complementary. And the role in kitchen, at least for Bill and I, for our marriage, our entire married life, the role of kitchen has been my domain. Doesn't mean I love it doesn't mean I didn't have a whole lot to learn. And I'm still learning. I am still on a learning curve still for the kitchen, <laughs> but it's been my domain and his domain has been things I can't do or literally have no desire ever to do, but that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So instead of being negative, I need to remind myself of all the blessings and how much I am grateful for the fact that we complement each other and that we both take on things that maybe isn't our favorite thing to be doing right now, but we know this is something that I do because he also has things he does. And without us both sometimes doing things we don't want to be doing in the moment, where the heck would our relationship be? It would have a lot of problems and things just wouldn't get done. So that's, that's the kind of things that I will remind myself of and fall back on, on those evenings that meal preparation is just not a happy thing in my mind, but never, ever hurts to ask, right? It never hurts to just be honest and let, let your spouse know I'm tired. I'm feeling really cranky. I know I shouldn't be. I mean, you know, it's fine if you can't help, but man, if you could come and help right now, it would mean the world to me. You never know. That might be all that's needed to turn the evening around. So I feel like there's so much more I could say, but I hope that those few tips have given you something to think about and be encouraged that I've had so much joy in our family's kitchen over the decades that first of all, it's well worth it for all the times that I've also been kind of cranky in the kitchen. I mean, the joy absolutely outweighs the crankiness for sure. And two, it makes all that work so worth it to just remember all the many times that we have gathered around the counter, around the bar in the kitchen elbow to elbow, whether it's one kid, whether it's the entire family, whether it's just Bill and I, but accomplish something really awesome, whether it's fermenting um, piles and piles of vegetables from the garden together, 
or slicing up apples nonstop. Kayla and I did that a few years ago. No, last year, it was last year. I think it took us hours because we had so many apples and we were filling the dehydrator trays and running it and then doing it again. And it's funny at the time. I don't think there's anything fun about it per se. I mean, we did put music on that always helps. And I'm sure the conversation was just typical conversation, nothing earth shattering, but man, looking back, I'm like, I am so glad we did that. That was so fun. And I will always remember the summer that we were given a ton of apples that Kayla and I dehydrated. Mind you, Kai ate half of them within a week. I think I discovered that he really likes apple chips. Kai, by the way, is my youngest Haley's new husband, my new son-in-law. Um, and that's another reason we had this big hiatus because Haley and Kai got married this summer. So exciting. Such a beautiful ceremony. I still haven't really shared much about that over on Instagram. I keep thinking I'm going to do that. And the pictures are all in like limbo somewhere. I haven't seen most of the pictures still, um, got back from the wedding and then the garden had exploded and I've been busy with harvest stuff ever since. So, but it's all good. It's all been a really good summer. I have no idea how I just jumped from last summer apple chips to what I just did, but there we go. That's how my brain works. So next episode, I'm excited. Actually the next two episodes, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to be sharing with you um, seven next episode is going to be seven things that you can make better yourself. And then the following episode, I'm going to share eight more things that you can make better yourself. I'm talking about from scratch, homemade instead of processed. These are things that you can absolutely do. Some of them are super easy. You won't believe how easy it is to make. And I'm going to give you all the details. So I kind of think these um, 15 things are kind of earth shattering in a really, really simplistic way. (laughs) They all bring me great joy and I'm looking forward to sharing them all with you. So in the meantime, thanks for listening. And I would love for you to reach out to me and share with me your encouragement, your motivating ways that you get the family involved in the kitchen. I know y'all have some great ones. Share them with me over on Instagram and I will reshare them because we all need more motivation in this area. So thanks for listening. I will catch up with you on the next episode of the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast. And remember, in the meantime, it's easy to forget how blessed we are in this life. So enjoy the simple everyday efforts. Might not be easy, but it is so worth it.